Are you looking for whole food supplements for your ketogenic lifestyle? Then let me introduce you to Further Food. Go to furtherfood.com and you'll see that they source the highest quality ingredients on the planet. They have collagen peptides and my favorite, the gelatin powder to make those yummy gummies. And all of it is sourced from grass-fed, pasture-raised bovine collagen from Argentina, Paraguay, and Uruguay. Guys, this is really high-quality collagen and gelatin. There's no hormones or antibiotics. It's non-GMO, and it's the most tasteless and easiest to use on the market. And if you're not using collagen and gelatin, you need to be adding this to your ketogenic life. Lifestyle. It helps reduce wrinkles, increase skin elasticity, making your skin firmer and softer. Collagen helps nails and hair grow longer and stronger while helping to rebuild your bones and strengthen your joints and ligaments. Collagen also helps with digestion and will help you curb your carb cravings. Again, head on over to furtherfood.com, enter the coupon code JIMMY at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. Elevate your wellness. Further food. Good news, low-carb, ketogenic, real food fans. A real good foods company is now in all U.S. Walmart stores. They have enchiladas, poppers, cauliflower crust pizzas, mini pizza bites, and the chicken crust pizzas in 3,500 Walmart stores. Real Good Foods pizzas are grain-free, gluten-free, and of course, low-carb, high-fat, ketogenic. This is real food, and now it's available at your local Walmart. Get exclusive offers from Real Good Foods by texting RGF to 474747. And be sure to visit realgoodfoods.com to learn more about Real Good Foods' ketogenic line of products. Real Good Foods. Living La Vida Low Carb, this show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up them avocados, fry some eggs, time to explore. The longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage, we're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal, yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused, don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey. The Living Low Carb Show.com. Hey, hey guys, we're back here on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. And today I'm very privileged to welcome back an old friend. I don't know how old he is, but he's he's an old friend in terms of he's been in this space for much longer than even Jimmy Moore has. When I first started blogging way back in 2000. Five. This guy was already out there, had a very popular book at the time, New York Times bestseller, The Hamptons Diet. He's uh, been the author in total of seven books, including a new one we're going to talk about here today. His name, Dr. Fred Pescatori. He's a Manhattan-based, traditionally trained physician and internist who specializes in nutritional medicine. He's well-known globally as a health, nutrition, and weight loss expert. And his latest book, which we are going to address here today, is called The A-List Diet. He's the president of the International and American Association of Clinical Nutritionists and a member of the College for the Advancement of Medicine. And he has such a great background, you guys. And you actually have a connection to one of the low-carb legends in this space. Uh, You used to work... Uh, alongside one Dr. Robert C. Atkins back in the day. Fred, welcome back to the show. Oh, Jimmy, thanks so much for being here. It's an absolute pleasure to speak with you. It's been uh, 
It's been a long road for both of us, but yes, yes. I would. I always like to give credit to um, Dr. Atkins. So I'm glad that you did. He yes. is sort of the one of the pioneers in this, not only in this space, but in the whole um, uh, complementary medicine space. I mean, it's not just about weight loss. I mean, it's all about diet healing you and diet being yes. what you eat. And that's really been um, that's a hard road to to uh, hoe, as you know, Jimmy. Most <laughs> people want to just lose weight. They right. don't really do this as a health and a lifestyle. Well, um, and thing. and here's the thing, Fred. Uh, you have a complementary medicine clinic, which is probably patterned somewhat after what Doctor Atkins was doing decades ago with this. And now they call them functional medicine practitioners, where they're getting really to the root cause of disease and trying diet and lifestyle things to try to help with that. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, the funny thing is that I just read about, um, I think it was, I think it was the American Heart Association, American Car College of Cardiology. It may have been the American Diabetes Association also, but they also came out just a couple of weeks ago saying how they could prevent over 122,000 cases of diabetes and over 3 million cases of cardiovascular events each year. Yeah. If people would only adjust their lifestyles and eat correctly and take nutritional supplements. I've been waiting for decades for them to say that. <laughs> well, the and problem is one of their one of their tenets, though, of doing that uh, in the diet realm is they're trying to push people towards a plant-based diet as the modality and totally eliminating meat, which we know could be disastrous. Ah, completely disastrous. I mean, this whole, you know, look, I get the love of animals and I couldn't love animals more. But if an animal is pasture raised and grass finished and you know living the life that it's living its good its own good life yes uh, there's nothing more health food than that there really is not um you know plants have their own issues altogether with yeah. them and and unfortunately a lot of vegans and vegetarians become carbitarians and they just eat carbohydrates because it's difficult to do vegetables and to do them right well and, and you never know, mind the oxalates and the lectins uh, and all the yeah. other anti-nutrients in them yeah let's not forget them um so if you just like give away just like just the taste profile and you know and if you're thinking about saving the planet how much you know nitrogen are we putting in the soil to get these these plants and how mm. much runoff is going to all of our rivers and all of that other stuff. So there can be an ecological argument made each way, I believe. Yeah. Um, but not with animals that are raised correctly. Animals that are husbanded correctly, you know, talking about when we first learned how to raise animals. If you raise animals that way, they do not, they're not a blight on the landscape. Yeah, Dr. Alan, uh, or not doctor, he's uh, not a doctor, but Alan Savory did a really nice TED Talk on that very subject, if you guys uh, are interested. Have you seen that one? Did you see his no. presentation uh -uh, uh, I will. about right. the sustainability of the planet? And, and he responded by saying, then if you want sustainability, cows are the answer. They're, they're the way that we repopulate areas that have become barren. You just put a bunch of cattle on there and suddenly they start having life again. Yeah, it's amazing. And people are just so sort of un, they're unrealistic in their, well, you know, it's typically America, isn't it, Jimmy, right? <laughs> Only you in America. <laughs> you blame one thing and then it's all that. Yes. And put all of our anger on that. And then we deify something else. And then all of a sudden it's, it's the reverse. So it's, it's so typically American that you can't look at the big picture and modern medicine is the same way. I mean, they can't look at anything other than Okay, I'm a cardiologist. I'm looking at your heart. Okay, yep. I'm a 
And endocrinologists, I'm looking at your thyroid gland. Nobody looks at the entire body and how it all <laughs> interacts with each other. Fred, well, isn't, isn't that the description of the low-fat diet? They glorified it for so long, and it was the holy grail, and now we're like, oops. Yeah, big oops. Like, come on. I can't, I can't even uh, believe that anybody in their right mind. I mean, what they put us through in that, and I always call it the dark ages. I mean, what they put us through is just unbelievable. And those of us who were you know, still proselytizing about the benefits of meat and all of that stuff, yeah. we were so ridiculed in those days. Um, and it was just, I mean, and, and look what we did with people. We created a, we created a diabetes epidemic by mm. telling people low fat. So we created that. And now we're stuck with it. And yeah. now we don't, and, and most people don't know what to do, you know, so that's the real problem. Well, and the good news is with the advent of the internet, which has come along and all social media and YouTube and all of these great ways to get the message out that weren't around when Fred Pescatori first started practicing medicine a long time ago. Um, you know, it's, it's open people's eyes that we now have this new age of information that hopefully we are in the last days of those dark days of low fatdom and people are realizing, you know, Hey, I really need to have some healthy fats in my diet which includes saturated fats, which includes meat, um, and and keep my carbohydrates restricted for the purposes of controlling blood sugar and insulin inflammation. I think, Fred, we're finally at that point uh, with the popularity of keto that people are starting to get this thing that you and I and others have been talking about for a long time. Well, I think, you know, I, I totally think that more and more mainstream is getting it. I still think we're in the ranks of, you know, early adopters, even though, you know, we've been doing this for the, I've been doing it almost 30 years, but I still think we're finally still getting the early adopters, which is nothing wrong with that. You yeah. know, especially if we're going to get younger people who are more internet savvy and who are more interested in, you know, trying out new ideas, trying out different things. I think that's really important because then we'll, maybe we will have an opportunity to reverse this epidemic of, 40% of all adults and 35% of all kids are overweight. I mean, that is something we need to fix because we can't afford it anymore. You know what's been really cool? And you mentioned it earlier about how people focus so intently on the weight loss. The thing that keto has latched on with people is it's so much beyond weight loss. You've got athletes using this to enhance yeah. their exercise performance. You've got children with epilepsy trying to control seizures. You've got uh, people with cancer and Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's trying it as a way, uh, of course, the therapeutic version of keto to help with some of the brain health issues. It's just it's amazing all the various aspects of health that are now being utilized with this ketogenic diet thing. Well, when you think about the fact, I mean, and, the, and research comes out more and more and more. And, you know, it's funny. When we first started out, it was almost sort of going by not gut instinct, but sort of uh, just looking at the old stuff, looking at the old ways of doing things. I think when we started out and now, you know, now we've got so much science behind a ketogenic diet. We've got so much science behind the fact that 13, as of today, 13 cancers are directly attributable to sugar. That's 13 cancers directly wow. attributable to eating sugar. Um, cardiovascular disease directly attributable to eating sugar. You know, inflammation, which is the root cause of all evil is uh, and all disease and illness, is comes from sugar. So I think you you're correct that we're getting you know it's getting to the point where eating this way is not about losing weight. And and to me it never really was. It was no. really the health benefits 
that you get from it. When I saw, I mean, the first thing to me was miraculous when I saw cholesterol levels drop and triglycerides <laughs> levels drop and, you know, just people getting healthier and yes. feeling better and feeling more alive and not having brain fog, not getting fatigued in the middle of the day. I mean, that's what really was like, wow, there's this, there's really is something to this. And that's when I grasped onto it and have not looked back. So, Fred, you and, and others like you in the medical profession and definitely Dr. Atkins way back in the day, you all were the black sheep of your profession and hardly any medical doctors were even talking about nutrition because it wasn't even on your radar screen. Now you have so many nutrition minded, uh, traditionally trained doctors that are coming forward and saying, hmm, I think we need to start looking at this nutrition element. Are, are you sensing that that's growing more and more or are there hard-nosed, uh, hard-line people that are still got their head in the sand? Um. Okay, I'm going to be a little controversial. Oh, please be controversial. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of, you know, I think a lot of doctors are still very, very, very heads, head in the sand. Um, of all ages or just a certain generation? of all ages. I mean, younger ones, especially because they're really vehement about anything that they did not learn in medical school. Right. And since, you know, the average doctor gets six hours of training in nutrition over the course of four years of medical school, you're not really getting a lot of nutrition information. And then you go to a hospital and the hospitals are run by, um, not nutritionists, but they're run by dietitians. Dietitians are in the hands of the ADA. They're in the hands of, you know, all the big groups that tell you what to do, what not to do. But the point that so many more doctors, and here's the controversial part, the point of that there's so many more doctors getting into this is I wonder what their motivation is Mm. Um, because doctors are, you know, being squeezed in terms of their income. They're having to work longer and making less. And unfortunately, I think many of the docs out there are doing things um, just to make money and not because they actually know about the functional medicine aspect of it, what the nutritionist really does, the whole um, uh, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. I could tell you horror stories about people who have just found people online. So I, I so it's a mixed it's a mixed bag for sure, Jimmy, for sure. Um, And to me, it seems like most people and yourself included, I'm sure back in the day, your purpose of getting into medicine was, hey, I want to help get people healthy and make them better. But unfortunately, the mainstream business model isn't about making you uh, better from chronic diseases. It's about making you better from symptoms that you come in with as a patient uh, and acute issues that need immediate attention. That's what mainstream medicine does very well, those things, but they really don't, they're not equipped, at least in the current model of how they're teaching them in med school. They're not equipped to look at you as a patient, as a whole, really get dig deeply into the root cause of why you're having that headache, why you're having digestive issues, all of these things. Well, why should they when there's a pill for that? You know, I mean, you know, there's a pill for your headache. First do no harm, maybe, is what I'm thinking. No, but why? I mean, first do no harm when (laughs) the death knell for first do no harm was when pharmaceutical, when big pharma was the, you know, one of the few industries that they're the only ones that police themselves. You're here. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's nobody that looks at the after effects of once we unleash these drugs onto people. No one is monitoring those those things other than the companies themselves. Well, that's kind of really cool, right? I mean, wouldn't you, wouldn't it be nice if you were the only person, you were the one dictating all of the rules 
of, of by which you lived your life and by which you ran your businesses <laughs> and all that stuff and published your books and did your cruise. It was all because of what you, how you wanted it. Forget what the laws were because you are making the laws. And that's where Big Pharma is doing. Big Pharma is making the laws. Big Pharma pays for all of these hospitals. Um, Big Pharma pays for everything. So when Big Pharma is paying for things, you know, it's you can't bite the hand, the proverbial hand that feeds you, which is why every time I've tried to get my own television show, yeah. the big obstacle has always been, well, who's going to advertise on you? Yeah. You, know, mm-hmm. you're, you make fun of everybody. Well, it's not that I make fun of them. <laughs> I, I bring to light what is ridiculous in my mind and why people don't see this, that, you know, it's just crazy that they don't see that big pharma and big, big agribusiness is all playing together because if you don't have overweight people and you're not making them sick by all the pesticides and all the nonsense that you're putting on the food, then who's going to take all these pharmaceutical medications? Mm. (laughs) So they still hate doctors like me because we hardly prescribe medications. So Fred, we live in a day and age now with crowdsourcing. I bet you could get funding for a television program where you could say whatever the bleep you want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That you know, actually, that just came up just the other day. Um, that exact thing. Um, but um, the other thing I, I think is really interesting for like crowdsourcing and GoFundMe and things like that are for patients to do so that they can actually afford to go to doctors like me because a lot of people like me are out of network. And I, yeah. I get nervous about, you know, not that I get nervous. I, I feel really sad. And Medicare's Medicare has recently started doing numbers on a lot of doctors like me. Hmm. And, um, so, you know, so they're cutting off access for a lot of people. And, um, one of my patients had an idea about, you know, they'll just do GoFundMe projects for all of the, every time they need to come see me wow. um, and stuff, because, you know, they're not going to let other people, uh, take away their freedom to choose. Yeah, which is what is happening. At the do you moment. do concierge care? Is that how that works? I do some concierge medicine, but you know, I do it sort of very um, um, on a sliding scale. Let's say, okay, you know what I mean. So yep. I don't like to charge people I know who don't have money. You know, I'd rather the people who do have money <laughs> subsidize those people that don't. Um, you know, so it's kind of uh, you know. I, as much as I could be a concierge doctor, I don't want to be full time right. because so many people won't be able to afford it. Well, and telemedicine has become more and more popular in recent years with the technology. We're talking over Skype right now. We could easily turn on the camera and have a conversation looking right at each other. Uh, that's new from when you first started getting into medicine. Yeah, that is definitely new. And it's certainly something that's very enjoyable and has worked for me because I see a lot of patients on the West Coast, Europe. Asia, South America, and it's just, it's made it so much easier to be able to, because then you could continue the conversation as opposed to them just seeing me once, then they sort of fade away into the, you know, being left on their own devices. And even if you read the conventional medical literature, people who are are in more contact with their healthcare provider, which word I hate, um, is... um, is more likely to stay on their program, to follow their diet, to take their supplements, to take their medications, that sort of thing. And, yeah. and it's even, you know, they're even doing studies by just texting people and, you know, text reminders and things like that. And and the studies are good with that. It's just, I just think people should take, you know, a little bit of responsibility for their own health. They don't need me to constantly remind them of things yes. that they have to do. 
Well, and I sense that that's happening. I, I've been out here banging this drum of becoming an empowered patient, running your own tests, uh, you know, having a doctor's care, but running your own tests, doing your own N equals one experiments. I, I've been banging this drum, as you well know, Fred, for a very long time. And I'm sensing that a lot more patients are kind of progressing along much more so than your colleagues in the medical profession. Oh, without a doubt, because, you know, these are the people who want to be well. I mean, you mentioned it perfectly earlier is that, you know, you go to medical school and you want to take care of people and you want them to get well. Right. And the whole reason why I wanted to leave medicine right after medical school was because I was working out of a sick model. As long as, you know, as long as people were sick, I can fix them. Mm -hmm. But, but but people had no incentive to stay well, which I don't like. And even to this day, if I sense that a patient wants to be sick, like a chronic Lyme patient or a chronic fatigue patient, and that's not to say that there aren't chronic Lyme patients and there aren't chronic fatigue patients, but there are some who then become their disease. And once someone becomes their disease, it's really hard to work with them because they want to be their disease. They don't want to get better. And, and that's why I love doing the type of medicine that I do now is because most people who come into my office want to be better. They don't want to be the sick person. They will do anything it takes to get better. So that I really like. Are you having issues with fatigue, the keto flu, or muscle cramping on your ketogenic diet? Then allow me to introduce you to Keto Vitals. They will solve all of these issues. Keto Vitals is a high-dose electrolyte in a pill specifically created for the unique needs of the ketogenic lifestyle. They use only the best ingredients. In fact, their form of magnesium was shown in a double-blind trial to improve insulin sensitivity. Keto Vitals is 100% guaranteed. If it doesn't work, they will refund your money. Head on over to KetoVitals.com or you can go on Amazon and get free two-day shipping for Amazon Prime members. Use the coupon code KETO1515 both on Amazon and at KetoVitals.com to get 15% off of your order. Keto Vitals. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Nutritional Therapy Association. The NTA trains and certifies nutritional therapy practitioners like me and consultants by focusing on bioindividuality. One size diet doesn't fit all. And the range of dietary strategies that support wellness. Being healthy overall, y'all. The NTA emphasizes a whole food. Vegetables from our front yard and backyard gardens. Properly prepared. Like fermented and sprouted. And nutrient-dense diet. Like grass-fed butter and grass-fed beef. As the key to respect storing balance and enhancing the body's innate ability to heal. Throughout their programs, students learn a wide range of educational tools and techniques to identify and correct nutritional imbalances and deficiencies in their clients, and they launch a successful career in holistic nutrition. And they might become best-selling authors and podcasters, too. The NTA produces like-minded practitioners and consultants that we consider the leaders in health and wellness. Oh, yeah. Registration is now open for May classes, and you can learn more and save your seat by going to nutritionaltherapy.com. Go sign up. And don't forget to mention Jimmy and Christine Moore on your application. What's that website again, Christine? Nutritionaltherapy.com. Go sign up, y'all. You hear? Oh, yeah. You're so silly. <laughs> 
All right. Well, let's talk about this brand new book that you have called The A-List Diet. Uh, I'll tell you, I was in, uh, where was it? Walgreens. And I saw a Woman's World magazine sitting there. And there was my old friend on the front cover <laughs> with Turbo Keto in front of him. I'm like, that is Fred freaking Pescatori. <laughs> I know that magazine goes everywhere. It's so funny. It really does. So tell us about A-List, uh, the A-List uh, diet. Uh, it's alistdietbook.com, you guys, if you want to go check it out. He's got lots of great resources on there. But tell us about why you wrote this book and how many years after Hampton Diet was this? Oh, this was years after the Hamptons died because yeah. I didn't want to write another book. <laughs> oh, um, so what precipitated this one? You know, I kind of, well, the publisher kind of said to me, look, things have changed since you last wrote the Hamptons diet. And, you know, people need another book from a doctor because there aren't many doctors writing books anymore. That's right. Um, so I said, sure, why not? What's, what's different? What's new? And then I realized how many new and different things that I was doing with patients that just wasn't in the Hamptons diet. Like what? Um, you know, so I was looking at more, you know, now that and, you know, in my mind, of course, you know, everybody believes that paleo and keto and all of that is the way to go. True. That's not true. But in my mind, it certainly is more. And you could attest to this as well. It's more people now than ever before. Right. Right. Yep. Um, so assuming that that is the guidelines that, you know, everybody believes in paleo and keto, what makes some people more successful than others? And, and what, I, what I've been doing a lot of work on and doing a lot of reading on was just amino acids. So it was sort of like, how, does, how do amino acids play a role in our dieting? Because amino acids are really the, the, the building block of all of life. So it's the building block of any food that you eat. It's the building block of any, anything. It's, and it's our building blocks. I mean, without amino acids, we can't build muscles. We can't re regenerate our liver. We can't do anything like that. Um, so I really started looking at the amino acids, like what worked for older women, what worked for younger guys, what worked for, you know, sort of middle-aged people, you know, so I sort of tried to put it all together. And um, really, I found out that different amino acids work better on different people. Now, the branch chain amino acids are ones that work for everyone. You know, they're sort of like the bottom line, you want to lose weight, you're going to hit the branch chain amino acids. And um, so I put shakes in the book, like one for each, like I identified six different types of dieters. And so there's a different shake that you can make out of this, out of these uh, BCAAs. Um, and, and it just helps stimulate your metabolism. It helps keep your body burning at the rate you want to burn fat at, which is not a really good sentence, but that's the only one I, <laughs> I know what you meant. Yep. <laughs> um, but really that, that's, that, that's the way it works. I mean, you've got to keep because everybody's different. And so you just have to keep trying because you and I both know that there are people who are, have not been successful on keto, have not been successful on paleo or Atkins or whatever, the 9 million other ways of saying this, paleo thin, you know, I mean, the 9 million ways of saying this uh, same thing. So I think that um, it's important that people understand that there are, you have to make tweaks. People have to make tweaks and one diet is not for all. So this book was just about tweaking and it was all about um, it was all about just giving people resources as to what is the true deal on organic foods and what should I eat organically? What should I not? What's the difference between grass finished and grass fed? Yep. You know, I mean, there's so many still many misconceptions out there. I mean, I have patients who say, well, I buy everything at Whole Foods, so I'm healthy. Well, uh -oh. no, no, <laughs> <That's not> true. <laughs> way <laughs> too many carbs in a lot of those so-called organic foods. 
Well, it's not only that. I mean, Whole Foods also sells a lot that's not organic, that's conventionally grown. You know, I mean, I'm a big believer in farmers markets, local farmers markets, yes. local CFAs, all of those things that you can get delivered to your door that are fresh, local, seasonal, made right in your neighborhood. That's that. That's the most important food to me. And when you look at, and if you've ever gone to the the, the meat section of Whole Foods, they have a numbers rating, anything from zero to five. Nothing's a five. Not one single thing is ever a five. Most, some things are four. Most things are two and three. Well, two and three is nothing. I mean, you can get that at, at, at a regular grocery store. So why am I paying a premium for that? <laughs> and that? And that just, folks, in case you don't know what that rating is, it really tells you it's the welfare animal rating. So it kind of tells you, was the animal pastured? What was it fed? What, you know, was it grass-finished or grass, only grass-fed? Because grass-fed, anything that's grass-fed, you have a month after they've been before the slaughter to feed them anything you want. You could fatten them up with corn. You can fatten them up with anything. But as long as they've been, as, but it's only a month in their lives. If they're grass finished, that means they've eaten nothing but grass or have been pastured up until the day they have been um, becoming food for us. I've heard uh, in that last month, Fred, that they even feed them like old, uh, not edible for humans anymore, like chocolate and candies to try to help fatten them up. Yep, it's grotesque. Yeah, it really is grotesque. So that's why it's so important that you that everyone understand where their food is coming from, because your amino acid will be changed by that. The fatty acids will be changed by that. I mean, that's why when they do all these studies on on meat, poultry, chicken, fish, all this stuff not being good for you, it's it's not good for you because they're using commercially raised animals, which are horrible for you. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Now, Fred, earlier you mentioned uh, that there's a lot of people doing major mistakes. It's kind of the the basis of what you did in the A-list diet. Talk about some of the most common ones. What what are things people are doing in their ketogenic diet that are just dead wrong? Well, I mean, the thing that they're doing dead wrong is if they're not eating, you know, proper meat. I think that's, you know, and, and, and eggs. You know, people think that, oh, these eggs are enriched with omega-3. Well, they're enriched <laughs> with omega-3 because they had to give them something to feed them the omega-3, which is yes. corn. They should be eating worms and all of that stuff. You I know, have so, 25 backyard chickens, Fred. You'd be so proud of me, man. I get I certainly would be. 18 to sure. 20 uh, really beautiful eggs a day, and they literally eat everything in that backyard. We got like three-quarter acres for them to roam around in. And they and just you don't have, have a, to do a thing for them, right? No, they well, by yeah. themselves. And they're lots of fun. They're lots of uh, free entertainment. They're the most hilarious animals I've ever seen. <laughs> they're really funny. I know I have, ch- I have chickens as well. I have guinea hens. I have all sorts of crazy stuff. But um, in any event, I think that's that's number one. Number two is that they think, you know, if they buy anything that's organic, it's good for you. That's not true. Mm-hmm. You still have to look at ingredients lists. There's organic gummy bears in Costco right now. It just disgusts yeah. me every time I walk by that. I know. It, it's pathetic. And people will buy that thinking, oh, I'm doing something good for myself. And their kids, and again, yeah. We're back to that same thing, Jimmy, that we experienced when the whole low-carb phase was in. Right? Oh, yeah. That was disgusting. What all happened? those low-carb foods and yes. all that donut. That donut from where was it from? I think it was from like some fast food place. And it was 38 grams of sugar alcohol. I mean, yeah. I don't know how anybody did poop before they walked out of the door. <laughs> I'm pooping but thinking about it. <laughs> no? um, so it's just, you know, it's so, so I just want people to be prepared that all those paleo foods that they buy, all those keto foods that they buy, you know, they have like potato starch, tapioca starch, xanthan gums, all of those things in them that are not good for you. 
They're just not good for you. So you really should be learning. So that's the biggest mistake for, that I see in people is that they try to replace what they're used to having right. with some replacement for it, which is not healthy for you. So I mean, Fred, why don't you just replace it with real food? Exactly. Fred, you're, you're preaching my language because my latest book is called Real Food Keto okay. because I wanted the, the keto community to get this aspect of real food. And I, I think when you make that change over, and I did this when I first started the Atkins diet in 2004, I wanted every kind of, I wanted the, the Atkins cookie. I wanted the, the Atkins pizza. I wanted all of those things. But what happens over time is you lose your desire for those old things. And I'm just happy with fatty meat, vegetables, and some butter. Yep, I agree. I couldn't agree more. I had this conversation this morning with a patient. Well, how do you go out and eat like this? I'm like, well, first of all, I don't go out and eat all that often. But when I do, what's so difficult about getting, you know, meat or fish or, or and vegetables and a salad if you want? Like, what's so hard to ask for? I don't get it. <laughs> like even if you want to eat fast food, you know, there's plenty of you take off the bun. I mean, none of them saying fast food is good for you, nor am I condoning it. But, you know, for those people who only have fast food available to them or they can only afford things like that. I mean, there's still a way of doing this. You just have to be a little, you know, you just have to put a little time, effort and thought into it because that's all it really takes is thought. Um, because, you know, those inevitably those same people will come back to me and say, oh, this was much easier than I thought it was. Well, of course, I'm not asking you to eat like one kernel of rice and a lettuce leaf all day. You know, I mean, that's not sustainable. At least you get to eat. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I, I, I think eating is so important. And I think just understanding that, yes, there are all of those foods out there, but you don't need to eat them. Yes. You know, they're really, they do, you know, and it just, and it pains me and I don't know you know, I try to give people a visual, you know, when you're eating sugar, when you're eating simple carbohydrates, when you're eating junk food, your arteries are literally getting destroyed as you're chewing. Hmm. So why would you do that to yourself? Why would you do that to your children? I mean, we're now realizing that kids, you know, are having a much higher incidence of chronic illness. Um, they're having a much, well, we know about their diabetes rate and their heart disease rate and all of that stuff, which has just skyrocketed. Um, and that's not right. I mean, to be able to say, well, I'm going to give my kids, you know, organic gummy bears because they're organic. That's not going to do anything better for them than whether you just gave them junk food gummy bears. It's well, the you, same. Exactly. you know, Fred, I think a lot of this comes down and, and this isn't a derogatory term. It's just true. The ignorance when it comes to nutrition because of all the propaganda that's been put out there about low fat and low calorie and, and all of these nonsensical nutritional concepts that really did nothing good and actually has perverted people's minds to not be able to understand uh, all of these things that you're talking about here. Well, the interesting thing I think about that and where I blame that all from, uh, Jimmy, is the fact that there are no real labeling laws. Um, the only thing that you can look on a label that is correct is either the supplement facts or the nutrition facts. That's where it will give you all the information you need. Yep. Anything They can put anything else on the label. If it's a pickle, they could say it's a tomato. <laughs> but on the nutrition facts, it would have to say it's a pickle. Worst tomato ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> this was the tartest tomato I've ever eaten, and the greenest one. Yeah, it's got but, warts all over it too. You said. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean. I mean, they could literally call it. That's a true. Well, they get away um, so, with it with the labeling all the time. I mean, whenever uh, the Atkins trend was hot, I mean, you saw everybody putting Atkins friendly, carb conscious, low carb, and they were putting all these like labels on the front and people were gobbling it up because it does sell, sadly. Of course it does, because people want the quick fix and I get that. But you know what the quick fix is? The long fix. <laughs> the quick fix is actually the three days of sugar detox. That's your quick fix. After that, you won't be hungry for sugar anymore. You're not going to be, I mean, you're going to get on the right sort of uh, keto balance and you're going to be perfectly fine with that. You're not going to be hungry. You're not going to be craving foods that you don't want. And you just can, and it just takes practice. It just takes practice. You're going to have to learn most likely for most people how to re-grocery shop, how to decide where you're going to eat for dinner how you're going to entertain people, how you're going to be entertained, how you're going to have a social life with all of this. And trust me, I've been doing this almost 30 years. I have a great social life. I have great entertainment. I can do it all. You can do it all. It's just, um, you know what the biggest thing is, Jimmy, that's yeah. become more uh, um, up in my newsletters and stuff because my newsletter goes out to like probably 150,000 people now every day. And um, what's been coming up is that so many people are different diet types, right? Like I'm a vegan, I'm a vegetarian. Yep. I won't eat meat. I won't eat chicken. I won't eat fish. And so how do you put together a meal for someone like that? You know, especially <laughs> if you're having, you know, if you have a family or if you have, or if you're inviting other people over, you know, and it's a really, it's an interesting uh, conundrum. I mean, my answer basically was either invite people to bring, you know, sort of make it more of a potlucky type thing. So people mm -hmm. can bring what they want or, just, just make a few different things. I mean, it's easy to make a vegan vegetable. I mean, you don't have to put butter in it. You don't, you know, you you can steam it. You can put salt, you know, salt, pepper, all sorts of things. Throw an avocado in there, mix it up. I mean, there's there's all sorts of ways of, of handling this. It's just, it's an interesting question. Which you know, it used to be just one thing versus another, and now, you know, now it's like you've got tw twenty people for dinner and with twenty different diets. <laughs> And see, they thought the Atkins diet back in the day was uh, kind of the the rue. Look at all the things that are out there now between, you know, primal, paleo, vegan, keto, whole 30, wheat belt. I mean, you got all these different kind of gluten-free, all these variations. Back in the day, it was just Atkins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. It was either low fat or it was Atkins. Right. <laughs> that was the two. Those Those were your two choices. Now it's literally everybody wants to have their own little special diet, and that's fine. Um, I agree with that, but there there are certain truths, and one truth is an, uh, vegetable protein cannot take the place of animal protein. No. It's incomplete. It does not give our bodies what we need. It does not give our bodies the nutrition that we need. Now, you made a, a supplement to kind of help some people that have deficiencies in this. Can you talk about the A-list amino booster mix that you came up with? Um, sure. There's, you know, basically there's a basic mix, you know, that has the branch chain amino acids in it. And then I also put together these shots that people can take in the morning and one in the afternoon. So the morning shot sort of gives you like your little buzz, you Is know, it like an energy, like take a five hour energy kind of thing. It's an energy thing with amino acids. Nice. And the evening one is sort of an anti-inflammatory one. So it's got like turmeric in it and things like that. So it takes the inflammation of the day away. 
along with the amino acids that you need to help, you know, get ready for bed and to digest your dinner and all of that stuff. <laughs> so um, stand in front of a red light, do this shot, get in your infrared sauna, and then snooze like a baby. <laughs> well, I mean, tr- look, if we if all we had to do with our lives is, is take care of ourselves, that would be the answer, right? <laughs> but we don't. We all have lives and yes. too much of lives sometimes. Yes. <laughs> we have things to do. But I think, you know, if you and I are just out there and other people like us are out there to sort of you know, put this all together for people. And I guess, and, 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 and I'd like to ask you this question because sure. it's a question that comes up to me for me all the time is that I kind of think of paleo, keto, Atkins, A-list, Hamptons, all of your work. We're all talking the same language. Are we not? Even the vegans and vegetarians, I think if, if you put aside their aversion for meat, I think we're all trying to get people to eat real food. Yeah. I think so. I and think get you're better right. from the real food. And if one person does better with a lot of vegetables and a little bit of meat and someone else does uh, really good with a whole lot of meat and a little bit of vegetables, I think you let people find what works for them. But the bottom line is get off the crap. Yep. Get off the sugar, get off the simple carbohydrates, get off of all of that garbage that is just so prevalent. That is just so prevalent in our society. You know it's what just... I call it, Fred? Crappy garbage. <laughs> oh, that's good. You can steal that and do that on your videos. <laughs> I may. I just may. Jimmy Moore I... said garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and people can see my videos on I was going to get there. Yes, you have yeah. a show on YouTube called The Doctor. That, that was called a Segway, brother. I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> I know how to do Segways. The Dr. Fred Show. And you've been doing this for a couple of years on YouTube. Uh, tell us about what you do there. Well, basically, I, I kind of distill points down to two to three minutes. So you're getting a lot of information in just two minutes. So it doesn't take a long time to watch. It doesn't take a long time to interact with. And I try to make them a little thought provoking so that you can kind of say, oh, you know, I do this in my life. Maybe I can change this out and be much healthier. Yeah. So I kind of look at it. At, you know, I try to make them sort of uh, informative and also actionable. So people can do things about that. And it's good production right. quality, too. I was watching one, Fred, and I was like, whoa, he knows what he's doing. He's got a nice little backdrop. And yeah. You, oh, you, no. We're, well, trust me. We do it in a real studio. Yes. With green screen. It's I can tell. Thing. I yes. can tell. It was really nice. We try to do that, you know, because um, my newsletter, which also people can get for free, you know, is something that, you know, that whole that spurred this whole thing on, which was sure. really nice. Um, Because it's really nice to be able to talk to people in many different platforms, you know, not just as email, but, you know, to be able to talk to them. People like to put a face with the name sometimes. So, guys, if you're interested in getting that newsletter or learning more about Dr. Pescatori, he does have a website, drpescatori.com. That's D-R-P-E-S-C-A-T-O-R-E.com. And you can click on the newsletter link there and just sign up right now for it. Uh, you can learn more about his A-list amino booster, on and on and on, all the things that he's doing. And, of course, his new book, A-list Diet. You can get it at alistdietbook.com. Fred, far too long, my friend. Let's not let that be so long the next time. Let's get you back on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show in the near future. I would love to do it, Jimmy, and I'm so glad we, we reconnected. This has been a lot of fun. 
Uh, living la vida loca, this show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up them avocados, fry some eggs, time to explore. The longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage, we're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal, yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused, don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the living la vida low carb show. Hey, the living low carb show. Disc of Light.